Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Picking up vibes here. We got to see which way we're going. So, how's everybody's week going? All right. Well, let's see here. Y'all bear with me just a second. Let me find something to teach on here. (laughs) We'll get to it pretty quick. I guess what we're going to do, we're going to do a little rerun. We have a have started a life group at our house again, and it's been several years since we had one. And well, there's some people from life group in here. So it might be a little bit of a rerun for whoever was there Friday night, because I think that's the direction we're going to go. Um, so you guys open up your Bibles. job. Everybody's got their Bible open. Let's see. So we're going to talk about words for a little bit. Um, And we're going to, uh, it's going to be like a little Bible study at first, and then we're going to dive deep. Um, Something we kind of lose track of. Um, I remember when I first started being convicted over what I was saying, I was living my life um, before I was saved versus after, and I started getting faith uh, in different areas of my life, and one of them is your uh, your confession. It's not something you just do once. You know, you live your life by your words, and the Bible, and the Bible teaches that. Um, uh, and if we look at Jesus, he, he said, I only say what I hear my father say, and I only do what I see my father do. And if you think about that, it's like, what are you doing? You know, if you have to sit back and take an inventory of yourself, do you, do I, you know, this is for everybody to take personally, what what am I doing? What am I saying? Um, and it, it's important. It's, this is, it's very important. Um, Another thing Jesus said in John 14, verse 10, he said, I do not speak on my own authority, um, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Um, So he's only saying what he hears his Father say, and he's only doing what what he sees his Father do. This is how Jesus lived his life. This is how he ran his ministry. Um... You know, and when you're walking by faith and you're trusting God, it's almost easier to live this way. You don't got to make something up. You don't got to be, um, you, you just don't have to fill in the blank because living by faith, if you're doing what, you, what, what you're seeing God do and you're saying what you hear him say, he'll lead you. 
it can actually take away anxiety. It can take away worry. It can take away fear. It can take away all this stuff by just living, living that way. Amen. But our words have a lot to do with it. Y'all turn to John 15. And we're going to start looking. So Jesus said, I don't speak on my own authority. So speaking has authority attached to it. We can see that, right? That's from, uh, that's from John 14, 10. Any of you guys that are taking notes. Jesus said, I don't speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. So we see authority in words right there. Jesus says that when God gives me words, they have authority with me. Amen. We can see that. Uh, Jesus demonstrates it for us. Uh, John 15, verse 3. Uh, I sure am glad I wrote all these verses out because I can't turn my pages and talk. Um, John 15, 3 uh, says, you are clean. Jesus talking again. You are clean because of the what? The word I spoke to you. So we're seeing authority in words uh, that God gives. And, and now we're saying that the word that Jesus spoke has cleansing power. It'll make you clean. Amen. Let's move on. We're going we're gonna to do a little Bible, Bible study here. So Proverbs 18.20 will be the next verse we go to. So when you're speaking the words that God gives you, they're loaded with authority. Somebody say amen to that. Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21. And in Proverbs here, love these scriptures. Um, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Uh, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. So... Words from God have authority. Uh, words from God will cleanse us. Um, a man's stomach is satisfied from the fruit of his mouth and from the produce of his lips she ha he shall be filled. We have, with that authority and, and the cleansing, what we're saying, so let's read verse 21, then I'll finish. So verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Sometimes we don't think. Sometimes when we're taking the personal inventory, we're not thinking about words we're using, if they're life words or if they're death words. You know, through all kinds of frustrations, all kinds of different things, it's easy to get hung up and put the wrong ones out there. But they make a difference. We, we're speaking words that's either cleansing people, uh, it's, it's uh, speaking health to people, it's encouraging people, but we could also speak death to people, uh, to ourselves. Really, you know, our words have, and we're just going to keep reading. Proverbs 21, 25. We're just going to go over a uh, chapter here. Oops, is that 23? So whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his souls from trouble. Whoever guards his mouth. So our mouth is something that we should keep guard over. Death and life are in it. We should be careful to watch what's coming in, um, what we're seeing on a daily basis, what's going in our eyes, what's going in our ears. It all 
it gets filtered like this. It goes in, <clears throat> it goes down, and it comes back out. Right? That's how when Jesus taught the parable of the sower, he said the word, the sower sows the seed. The seed either finds good ground, uh, stony ground, finds all these different grounds. Well, that's all describing your heart and the way you hear. So his words can come in bringing life. They can come in with authority. They can come in with all this stuff into your heart. And uh, so we should be um, paying attention to the words that's coming out of our mouth. Um, I was telling the life group Friday night, this is a great indicator of what's in your heart. It can also really hurt sometimes. Sometimes we get going and that thing's rattling off and uh, all of a sudden, if you're truly, if I'm judging myself right, I find myself in the in the hypocrite land. <laughs> I'm like, dang, where'd that come from? What did I just say? What did I just do? You know, we got, um, and, and if you're taking a personal inventory, um, it's like, Man, I've, I, you know, discouragements come. Well, when discouragement comes, when you hit a road bump, you don't want that to be the seed that's taking root in your heart. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, let's go to Matthew 12, 37. Matthew chapter 12. We're going to back up to uh, verse 33 here. So Matthew 12, verse 33, and this is Jesus talking. Um, hearing a lot of the words of Jesus tonight, words in red. So verse 33 picks up. Um, and he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Y'all say a tree is known by its fruit. So he's talking to somebody here. He's talking to some Pharisees. He's talking to some Sadducees. And, and, and this is a parable that he tells them. He says, either, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Bread of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Um, so Jesus is sitting here talking to them, and he tells them the parable. Either make the tree good uh, and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. The story here is you can't hide what's in your heart. It's going to come out of your mouth. If you're storing up evil things like he's saying here, the, the treasure, the things that you're putting value on, are you valuing, uh, are, are you valuing rumors in your life? You know, are, are, are you a, 
you know, are, are you participating in adding fuel to that stuff? Because if you find that a treasure in your heart, like if that's something you just get all warm and fuzzy about and you can't wait to hear the latest tea, <laughs> I think that's what the teenagers call it now, get some tea. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to get some tea. But Jesus said out of the tr- out of the treasure, the good treasure or the bad treasure, and I'm curious, what is treasure to you when you hear it? You know, can can you maybe your treasure is sports. I'm not condemning things here. But I will say what what rank and 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 line is your treasure in? I know so many of people that, and it's not just sports, it could be anything, it could be drag racing, anything, and I can hear stats all day long. I can probably do it about golf just a little bit, but I don't keep up with it enough to be good at it. But if that's the treasure of your heart, that's what comes out. Um, and as a born-again Christian, um, it shouldn't be the only thing that ever comes out. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with liking sports, with with being a, a fan of racing or anything like that. But the thing you treasure the most, you will talk about. You will. And and Jesus is telling these Pharisees here, well, you're acting, you're saying one thing, but you're doing something else. You know, you can come up here and play the hypocrite. You can stand in, in, in up here, and it's just like uh, the Pharisee and... Uh, and the man in the temple and the Pharisee, and they're both praying. And the Pharisee's sitting there going, God, I thank you I'm not like this man. This poor sinner next to me, I've, I've done so much good in my life, and you, Lord, I know you're happy with me. I'm so good. Meanwhile, this other guy's over here like, I'm just trying to figure out how to pray here, man. Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. And that's what he's saying. He's like, you're hypocrites. Look what's coming out of your mouth. Either your your tree is bad. <laughs> your tree has bad fruit. Someone asked, someone told Jesus he was good, and he what, what was his response? No one's good except the Father. Jesus. No one's good except the Father. You know, we got to be careful at jumping in the hypocrite boat. The second, um, I like to say this, and I'll say it the rest of my life. No one you ever hear, no one, and I'm going to include no one, is qualified to stand up and teach the Word of God. Not one. But yet, we'll sit back and hold a pastor. We'll sit back and hold... Anyone with a microphone, and and they should walk in a different responsibility. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is um, is that we're all operating by gifts that God gave us. Amen. Every time I read the Bible, every time God's given me something, half the time I'm repenting on the inside when I'm saying it. God's word is perfect. Amen. 
And when you stand up and, and talk it, when you're when you're giving it to someone, when you're witnessing to someone, when you're when you're talking to them, um, you say God's word. Amen. It is good. It is perfect. But we're not. We struggle. We and and we have this habit of putting people up on this pedestal. Well, well you know. If someone's up talking and, and giving the word of God and they're anointing, it's a gift. They have a gifting to do it, um, and and even it's just crazy to me how the how the balancing act happens, and we get critical with our words. Amen. Knowing that no one's qualified to do this. Now God qualifies the called. We know that. I'm not taking away from that. But what I'm saying is the word of God stands by itself. The Bible says it's like a mirror that a man's looking in and he's seeing who he should be. Amen. When we look into this word, it should always be bringing us up. We should be, we should be looking in here. When I look at it, I'm like, I got to turn some stuff off and turn some other stuff back on that I used to have on. I don't want to be the tree producing bad fruit all right we're gonna go a little further can y'all take some more we're gonna go to mark 11 verse 23 how many people have ever heard mark 11 verse 23 So I'm going to give you a little context here. Um, if we back up a few verses here, say, I'll just tell you what's going on. So Jesus, he was heading down the road. He had the disciples with him. Um, and this certain day, while they're traveling, there's this olive or fig tree. There's a fig tree on the road. And in front of his disciples, Jesus walks over to the fig tree and he the Bible says he was wanting, hoping there was some fruit on it. It also says it wasn't the season for fruit. Um, so Jesus goes over. There's no fruit on it. Of course, it's not the season for fruit, right? But he curses the tree. I wouldn't say he made a big spectacle out of it. It was just something like, you know, if you're hanging out with your family or friends and somebody, you know, Curse you, tree, never grow again. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're going to take note of that, right? So a couple, they go to what they're doing, and they're walking back by this tree. And uh, this is where we're picking up on this, because Jesus is teaching a lesson. Uh, let's see here, in verse 20. Now in the morning as they pass by, so they're coming by this episode, Jesus cursed this fig tree a few days earlier. And uh, that's where we're picking up in verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. He's withered away. Uh, so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Um, so Jesus is he's teaching here. Um, <clears throat> we just heard him teaching about words, good ground, bad ground, evil tree, bad fruit, good fruit, good tree, right? He's talking about words. And he really lays, he's really laying down a lesson here. He says, have faith in God. But he doesn't come out and say, have faith in God, um, you know, and attend church on Sunday. Have faith in God and uh, attend church on Tuesday night, especially when Danny's teaching. He's not saying that. He said, have faith in God. You'd expect some kind of a action to come out of that but that's not what he's teaching here so faith in God has something to do uh, it, it's it's really important what he's about to say and he says assuredly I say to you that whoever says he didn't say assuredly I say to you when I say he said whoever is there any whoever's in here who got left out of that? No one got left out of that. Jesus is saying, you're amazed by this tree that withered up. That's nothing. He's saying, have faith in God. I'm telling you, if you believe what you say, if you, if, if you have faith in God and you say to the mountain in your life, Travis, your mountain, you can speak to it. Bill, your mountain. Kelly, your mountain. Victor, your mountain. You're a whoever, right, Victor? That's right, you are. And he said, if you speak to the mountain and you say, be removed and be cast into the sea and you don't doubt in your heart. See, how do you get this out? Because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth is speaking. Um, and if we look at, uh, and you don't have to turn there, I'm just going to kind of review it, but salvation works this way, right? You believe in your, and confess with your, see, faith works that way. Um, this is every, matter of fact, um, faith, faith is not silent. If you believe something, you're talking about, I was talking about earlier, you, you you see what people have in their heart. It doesn't take long to see if they're a sports fan, if they're, you know, uh, uh, Eeyore or, or whatever they are, you know. Once you get to know somebody, you start seeing what's coming out of their heart because it's coming out of their mouth. Um, some people can, you know, put on a show and stuff like that for a while, but if you know someone long enough, you're going to see what's your – you can tell a lot about – I can tell a lot about myself by what's coming out of my mouth. The longer I walk with the Lord, um, there are seasons. Sometimes I'll look at Christy and just be like, I don't have nothing good to say. I don't make any comments on her. I just say I don't have anything good to say. But we all go through it, don't we? We're going through life and a little speed bump catches us up. And it's like, when we're, when we're weak and our defenses are down, we're not always thinking about speaking to mountains, are we? 
Like, we're more mountain creators than we are mountain destroyers. <laughs> watch, watch me do this. What just happened? I can't get over this. The, the speed bump just jumps right up like we're, we're sowing mountain seeds to grow. And when we do it, we're building walls. We're casing ourselves in and we get cased in by our words. We don't see victory in a certain area that we're believing God for. You know, we're, we're, we're going around the same mountain. We go around it and then we speak it and we give ourselves a free ticket to go around it again. Jesus said if you speak to the mountain, it's a good thing he told us what to say to it. I'll just be real straight with you. I'll be cussing the mountain. And then I'm like, where'd that come from? I'm like, is that good? I'm supposed to cast it into the sea. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm perfect. I'm not. But dang. And then the next thing you know, that mountain gets you. And you're like, all right. This is happening. This, this thing is going on in my life. And you're like, maybe I don't face it the right way right away. And uh, maybe I don't deal with it right away. And you know, some mountains, I just hang around for a while. <laughs> well, well, now I'm kind of going around this mountain because I haven't used my faith yet because frustration's on me and, and all I can see is doubt. You know for sure you're doubting when you're not speaking. In life, when the mountains are coming, if you're not speaking, you know, I have an unspoken prayer request. Could you all doubt with me there? Now, if my football team lost, I don't have a football team, by the way. I would, be, I would be telling you about my football team, but when personal things pop up in our life, things we may be ashamed of, and the trials of life lay right at our doorstep, the disappointment, the confusion, why, don't, why aren't we speaking to that? We just read earlier, Jesus said that, um, that authority comes from God's word. We can speak God's word in every situation Amen. There's no answer that, there's no mysterious answer that we have to come up with. God has supplied his word. And, and when you speak that word, it comes with authority. Jesus said that, right? I don't speak on my own authority. Um, but it's a good thing he told us how to talk because, like myself, sometimes I don't speak right to mountains. Sometimes I don't speak at all because they mute me <laughs> sometimes I'm so stunned by what just happened I don't even know how to respond amen I know I'm not the only one I mean in our words your first reactions your I'm, I'm not saying that you all things are possible with God and our flesh just our flesh just is not God. It's just that simple. Our flesh wants to lie to us. It wants to hold us back. It wants to keep us down. When we trip, it wants to slap you again. 
You know, it seems like when life starts piling stuff onto you, and then, and then what happens? You get discouragement come on you. And for some reason, for me, when I get discouraged and I start having anxiety or depression creeping in on me, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a natural want to go open my Bible. Naturally, I don't want to do that because my flesh wants to whine and cry. Definitely wants to not sleep at night. Right? But that's where faith in God comes. See, Jesus said, have faith in God. See, we start, we get to a point walking as Christians sometimes, and it's like we're, we're trying to do this thing. You know, in our mind, you know, we've arrived. You know, I've made it to the place where I can trust God with my tithe. Well, the next thing you know, I get, I get hammered on my finances. Right? Um, I've made it to a place where I can tell someone, you know, a mountain in my life is is uh, taking a root of bitterness. You know, somebody comes crossways at me or, or it just seems like somebody's just intentionally coming at me about something. And, and you know, James, in the book of James, it says, be, be careful that you don't let a root of bitterness get in there and take root and get down in there. Um, these things happen and it's like it just catches us off guard. And before you know it, it's a mountain. Before you know it, you don't want to talk to this person. Well, I just, you know, I was able to forgive someone last week, last year, and I experienced so much freedom from it. And then the next thing you know, I'm bound up in unforgiveness. But Jesus said, the word I speak to you makes you clean. If your neighbor sins against you, if he hits you on the cheek, get ready for the next one. My flesh don't think like that. It don't. That's why it's a walk of faith. That's why you got to get God's word in there, and, and you got to, you know, faith. How many of y'all know how faith works? How does faith work? Kelly? Yes, that is a work in a faith, but, but what's the motor? What drives faith? All right, I'm going to tell you. Open book test. Faith works by love. I don't have the verse written out. Uh, but faith works by love. And if you'll notice, every time there's an attack coming against you, that's where you get attacked. You don't feel love when your finances are getting attacked. You, you have a root of bitterness coming against you. Well, guess what? When that gets in there, it drives your love out. Um, so faith works by love and, and Jesus said you know that the, the greatest thing a man can do is lay his life down for his brother right that's love and when we're operating in love faith is in action matter of fact you, I like uh, Keith Moore I listen to him he's a, he's a faith teacher and, and he talks he's like you can kind of see when someone's in faith or if they're not in faith. There's certain characteristics um, that you see in someone that's in faith because faith works by love, and there are certain emotions, uh, there are certain things that someone that's in faith walks in. <laughs> One of them is happiness. 
they're happy. They have joy. How many of y'all have ever felt the love of God and been mad? How many of y'all have ever felt God's love toward you and you was upset about it? It doesn't. You can almost, this is like a little thermometer you can use in your words and your believing. Um, do I have joy? It's, it's the first thief. One of the first thieves that comes is the devil come try to take your joy, right? Jesus taught that in the parable of the sower. You know, you do get a good seed in there. You know, if, if, you, if you start to feel your excitement coming up when you hear the word of God, that's, that's the authority of the word coming into you. That's, that's love coming in you. That's God's word. He's coming in, and, and he's, he's starting to get in there and turn some things around. And you'll start to feel that excitement and joy. But here we are with this mountain, right? He didn't say that you're never going to have problems. We're still in Mark 11, uh, 23. He said, this is how you talk to the mountain. Whoever says of this mountain, be removed. Be removed. What if I speak to a mountain in my life? What if I have, you know, that person or people in your life that it seems like you just can't walk very long with and you're aggravated? All right, Lord, I got faith for forgiveness. I'm going to, you know, Peter said, Lord, how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother? I've already forgiven him seven times. You know, I'm so good, Lord. I'm better than these. this man I'm forgiven. So much better, right? We're back, right back to the Pharisee in the temple. And Jesus looks at him and he says, well, not just seven times, but seven times 70. Our, you know, one of the last things Jesus said on the cross is forgive them because they don't know what they, they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes we don't know what we're doing. Sometimes we're the one causing the offense. Um, you know, we should be quick to judge ourselves. Faith always works like that. If, you're, if, you're loved, if your first corrective action of speaking to a mountain includes someone else's name, you're looking in the wrong direction. Amen. If someone else is causing you to stumble, um, check, your, check, check your words, check your heart. Um, so we're going to say to the mountain, be removed. Not, let me cuddle up to you for a while, or, or Lord, I know I'm supposed to be in poverty for the rest of my life. It glorifies you um, that I can't help any person out in my life. Um, that generosity only exists towards me and not from me. Um, so the mountain of poverty I can carry very well for you, Lord. Thank you for giving it to me. I love being broke. My faith is in full love mode right now. I love my electric bill. Care less if it gets paid. If you're if you're having a financial problem, <laughs> that can be a mountain. It could be it, it could be your electric bill. It could be your gas to get to work. And we just heard a testimony tonight. How many years, Bill? Twenty-six years. God's faithful. 
we can take him at his word. We can take him at his word. Um, so we're speaking to, to mountains in our life where Jesus said that, that you're for sure um, going to have problems. Let's move on to the next verse because I want to talk a little bit more about what we're saying. Um, in Hebrews uh, 4, start to wrap it up here in just a minute so he, Hebrews 4 and verse 12 nope I wrote down the wrong note here with me just a second. Is anybody getting any help tonight? Am I? Oh. Let me, uh, let me go to Hebrews. <laughs> that helps. All right, um, let's see here. Where did I want to read? I'm definitely in Hebrews 4 now. This is good. I'm still not finding what I want to read here. Um, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about... Um, the verse I was looking for in Hebrews, I think I wrote it down wrong, unless it says it right there and my eyes are just blind right now, but it says to hold fast to your confession. Um, and apparently I've mislabeled that. Um, oh, there it is in verse 14. Thank you, Lord. I was like, man, am I crazy? All right, uh, so verse 14, let's just go there. Um Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. And I want to talk about confession. Who knows what confession means? Because even Romans 9, uh, talking about salvation, how many of us would, would, would see that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, right, it, it takes words. Salvation, you can't have a silent salvation. If you believe something, you're going to say it. And Hebrews is an, is an encouragement here to hold fast our confession. Who knows what confession means? Any takers? In the Greek, it means um, to say the same thing. So when you confess Jesus as Lord, 
this should be something that you speak the rest of your life, whether it's in the area of finances, forgiveness, um, love, peace, joy, um, peace. Jesus is the Lord of all these things. And our, and our confession, everything goes right back to our salvation moment. Amen. Um, because the Bible teaches right there in Romans, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, uh, that you get, say, you get saved because you said something. And Romans 9 verse 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, uh, you will be saved. Um, and so the, the, the question is, our confessions, if we're speaking to mountains, if we have things coming at us, are we holding fast to God's word in that situation? Are we holding fast to his instruction? Are we, are we if we're experiencing poverty in our life and, and we're trapped by it, um, we should weigh ourselves out in that situation what does God's word say about that? I don't have enough time to teach about that, but we just heard a 26-year testimony of tithing. God is faithful to his word. That word comes with authority. Bill, has that cleansed you? I mean, Jesus said the words that I speak to you will cleanse you. It'll clean that right out of you, but what you, it's, it takes a measure of faith. It takes hearing God's word, letting it go in your heart, and letting it produce. But... It doesn't produce on its own. We hear John teach the highest form of worship is what? We have to do God's word. So we're confessing and we're doing. We're confessing and we're doing. Say we have a different mountain in our life. We have a mountain of unforgiveness. This, for me, is one that tries to creep in all the time. Or, or bitterness about something. Or just a, a roadblock's jumped up and it's just... It's something, I, I feel like I get better at it over time. Then I catch myself, you know, getting a little fainted, and then I have to stop. And I'm just like, all right, let it go, move on. That stuff will keep you trapped. But if you take that God's word about not holding bitterness and unforgiveness against someone, and you confess it, and you walk it out, you physically walk it out and do it, and you can love that person that starts to bear fruit in your life and it'll start to cleanse you from all the, the, the broke that comes with unforgiveness, the broke that comes with dread and anxiety that follows with it. Because when you start letting that stuff come in, the evil tree, the, the evil fruit will start coming out when you're not forgiving people. You're the one that pays the biggest price in that situation. But God will give you freedom in, in every situation, but we speak it. We get God's word in our, in our ears, and we speak it, and we stand on it. We hold fast to the confession. If All right, Bill, was it a challenge to tithe at first? It was a big challenge for me. When I started to tithe, I was brokety-broke with brokety-broke cents and dollars in my account. And I heard a teaching, several of them, on tithing. That word started to go into my heart. Christy and I, I said, look, we're not trusting God. We are, I'm not. And we tithed, I remember the first time we tithed. And, and it was the hardest we owed. We had so much stuff we owed. And it was, it was almost to the point it didn't matter, you know, if I didn't pay none of it, it was so far behind. 
Anybody ever been there? But God is faithful. And when you speak to a mountain of debt and poverty, don't turn away from wisdom. You hear Dave Ramsey say your, 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 your biggest money-making tool is your income, right? So if you say, all right, God, I'm going to start trusting you with my tithe, but then you go over here and you're living carelessly, you're not following God's word, you're not following wisdom. Amen? So we're speaking to this mountain of debt. I'm speaking to this lack that's in my life because I'm running around and saying I'm danged if I do and I'm danged if I don't. All the time. That's the confession that used to be in my mouth. I'll speak for me. But when I learned about tithing, like Bill, it was hard. But that's how faith works. Right? You trust God in the middle of whatever it is you're going through. And you trust him through the anxiety. You trust him through the depression. You trust him through the lack. And you keep trusting him. And you keep trusting him. And you keep speaking to that mountain. And you keep trusting God. And you'll see. You'll see. He'll give you. He'll, he'll give you programs. He'll give you wisdom on how to handle this. If we're talking about finances, he'll give you wisdom in your finances how to start breaking free right where you're at. He'll, he, he started bringing provision into our life. I remember the first time I tithed, we got a job. We, we had like, I'm, I have a bricklaying company, and we at the time, we had a material bill that was like 10 grand over. Like over. I didn't even know where I was going to come up with it. And I was getting convicted about tithe because this was a mountain I kept going around. I kept going around it and around it. And I was a new baby Christian, and we just started learning about tithing. And uh, I was like, Lord, because you'll find in the Word it says, well, I don't have any. You, you may say, I'm so broke, I don't have nothing to give. That's the story I just told you. That's brokeity broke with brokeity cents and dollars in your account. That was my story. I didn't have nothing to give. Um, and I started being convicted about giving, about tithing, about sowing and reaping. It started to get bigger in my heart than the lack. You start getting God's word in there, and the next thing I know, faith started coming. It started feeling, I was like, man, this has, <laughs> like, I'm, put, I'm just trusting God here. And I remember we, we sold off, a, uh, we had got a call. I was like, what I was going to tell you, the Bible says that if you don't have something to give that you can pray to God for uh, seed to sow. Amen. He'll bring it to your life. Not only will he help you, <laughs> he'll bring you what you need to sow. And he had brought something into our life. And, and I remember the very first check I wrote. It doesn't matter how much it is. If he brings you a dollar right after you pray, seed to sow that is seed and that seed is red hot you better all right lord where's this going i'm going to turn it in but i remember we got we got this check and it wasn't it, it wasn't enough to pay our bills and it, but it was a good job it was a great job and i said we're tithing that's it we'll never have another red cent that goes across our lap that we don't tithe and sow off of and and it was hard and, and we did it and the next thing you know I had this string of <laughs> damages that was happening to uh, CVS pharmacies across western Kentucky just broke out. They were calling me to fix them, and they ended up being great paying jobs. And it was, I was like, is this happening? It was like, it, it was quick fixes. And, uh, 
it, it was just cool how it worked out. But it was it it was hard at first. But to watch God work to to give us what we needed to get started because we trusted Him, and then just to He's faithful, God. He He just keeps going. He keeps going. So when you're when you're speaking to a mountain in your life. Um, and I'll just finish up uh, reading that one more time. You guys don't have to turn there. You can just listen. Jesus said, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, but does not doubt in his heart. If, if you're not doubting, you're not giving up. If you're doubting, you are giving up. If you're doubting, there's a time limit on God. We don't try God's word. Amen, we do it. If you try it, you're going to end up disappointed. Because if you try to get saved, has that worked for you? How many people could say they've seen someone that tried salvation and it didn't work for them? See, faith always comes back, and I love how the Bible's really clear in Romans about it, that you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And Jesus is saying, if you speak to a mountain and be cast into the sea, and, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe those things he says, <clears throat> they will be done. And a, a simple example that I was using, that I like to use, is, uh, guys, you got to believe what you say. I promise I'm going to close it out here. If you're If you're talking to people... And I'll, here's the example. I've just met somebody. Matter of fact, it could be an acquaintance that I'm around often. It could be someone at work, a friend, a business, a associate, a, a family member. And I'm, I've been guilty of this in the past. I try to be real intentional about it now. But you have to believe your own words. How many of y'all would say that you believe your own words? Here, here's, here's what got me. Hey, let's go out and eat sometime. And this would be, you know, after we've been talking for five minutes and I'm in a hurry and I'm trying to excuse myself out of a situation. <laughs> it's a polite way, right? Hey, let's get together sometime. But I had to take a personal inventory on that one time. And when I was learning about the words that I'm saying, because Jesus said, if you believe it, what good is it doing you to say God's word if you don't believe it? What value is your word carrying in your own heart? Think about that. If I'm, if I'm talking to someone, hey, this is, I know this sounds simple and, and, and very innocent, but if in your heart you're saying that to get out of a situation, guilty, um, and... Uh, you know in your heart there's no way you're believing that statement. You don't see yourself meeting up with them somewhere. You're not smelling French fries in your mind because you think they like French fries and we're getting some French fries soon. None of that's going on because you don't believe it. Matter of fact, you just, you just use some little smooth little tactic, right, to get away from a person for whatever situation, to shut a, close a conversation down. And what I'm telling you is you have to believe your own words. When you speak God's word, you can take your own measurement. I told you where I fall short sometimes and things that I've had to look at and be intentional, you know. It's a lot easier uh, to 
to not schmooze something or whatever you want to call it, not not falsely, because it, it, it affects your heart. When you're walking around saying things that you have no desire to do, no intention of following up on, that's not faith. Everything in your life should be operating from love by faith. And there's no love when you're talking to someone like that. Amen. Jesus said if you believe in, if you, if you cast, cast it into the sea and don't doubt in your heart. And that's just some personal inventory for you guys to think about. You know, um, oftentimes, you know, we need to hear messages and, 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 and things again. But <clears throat> like I said earlier, you know, when you're looking at the word of God, you're looking at the man. It's like looking in a mirror and it's showing you things that we need to repair, things that we need to work on. And, uh, man, it's just like often our words get off. Often we get in a season of despair or, or loneliness or whatever it is that's going on in our life and we just we get off track. We quit speaking faith. And, and before you know it, whatever it has got in and got you down, it gets you out of the word. The cleansing comes out of your life. The authority comes out of your life and you feel powerless. But God's faithful. He's faithful. He'll help us right back out of that pit. Amen. If you haven't trusted God, if you haven't, if you like, all right, well, you know, I've, I've said God's word, but I haven't been convicted of it when I said it. You know, these are things you keep putting that seed into your heart because God is faithful. 26 years faithful. I didn't add mine up. It's not that many, though. You got some years on me, Bill. But uh, anyway, that's what I got tonight. Um, I'm going to pray, and I guess we'll dismiss for the night. So, Lord, I just want to thank you for uh, your word tonight. God, I pray that uh, it would find good ground. Lord, that you would help us this week as we, as we go out, that you would... Um, Lord, that you would help us find faith in our weakness. Um, Lord, we know that your strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord, let us be humble. Let us, let us find a way to uh, let your word find a way into our heart, God, and help change us, Lord. And I just, I just pray that this would sink in this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.